Hi, I'm Cassandra, and welcome to another episode on the Luminous Star Podcast. I want to thank everyone for being with me, and I certainly hope you are doing well. Today, we are facing a whole lot of challenges, but I don't want you to forget the upside of life, okay? Your loved ones, family, friends, the great things that you have accomplished, don't forget that. Cherish those memories. But I also want to encourage you to create new energy, therefore creating new energy, okay? Creating new memories. That's what I meant to say, right? (laughs) All right. So when you create new memories, you're also releasing heavy energy from narcissist relationships, okay? So um, I want you to go ahead and watch me on YouTube at the Luminous Star channel. There you will find more content. And don't forget to continue to listen to the Luminous Star podcast. Okay, so there are two things that you cannot have when it pertains to having narcissist relationships. And that is identity and voice. You cannot have an identity. You will be having an identity crisis, right? If you're having a narcissist relationship... You cannot have a voice. Therefore, you may lose the confidence of using your voice. When it comes down to narcissistic personality, they often demand your full attention. They often demand a lot of things from you. You ever notice how the narcissist doesn't value your heart? They don't value you loving them, caring about them, supporting them. They don't tend to value that because it doesn't supply them. Not really. Not really. When it comes down to the narcissist, they often want to be the center of your mind, not your heart. Just think about it. When narcissists are pulling shenanigans, what are they often doing? What What else are they doing? They're trying to get you to doubt who you are, what your purpose is in life. See, according to the narcissistic personality, your purpose in life is to supply them. They have often, what? Not just you, but some of you, you know this, because when you look at the narcissist, everyone that they deal with, they're actually using as a pawn. They're manipulating them emotionally blackmailing them emotionally in order to do what? To obtain a source supply, to gain control, to get the fuel, to dominate the relationship. So what does that all spell out? Everybody that they deal with has to have an identity crisis. They can't know who they are and what their purpose in life is. They cannot be vocal about it. They have to sit down, shut up and just take it. I don't know about you guys, but I've experienced this in my past. So when it comes down to narcissist relationships, this often is what's going on. It's the theme of the relationship. It's often the theme. What is the theme of the relationship? All the behavior patterns. What's actually going on? What roles are people playing? That tends to be the theme of the relationship. So when you look at your narcissistic relationship, if you're involved right now, right, what do you often see? What are the repeat patterns 
what's really going on in the relationship. But let's take it further. How are you feeling about it? How do you often feel when you're dealing with the narcissist? Not only that, are you often thinking certain thoughts, such as you're not good enough, you don't contribute to the world, you're starting to doubt your abilities. All of these things are common, okay? When people, they're not, they're not necessarily natural or right. These are often experiences that people who have narcissism in their life experience, okay? It's, it's quite common, all right? So uh, when it comes down to having an identity crisis and lacking voice, when you really think about it, don't narcissists require you to have those two things in order to be around him or her? They often dominate the conversation. They may even interrupt you often, okay? And they don't apologize for any of it. They justify it. They create a false image of you that compounds your having the identity crisis. They don't really know who you are. They're not investing in that. They're too loyal to their false self-images. See, not only do they create a false image of you, in order to tolerate you long enough to get the source supply, but they also have false self-images that are all assigned different masks, okay? From that of a martyr to a saint to a victim, all of those three false images of a narcissist have masks. But when those masks start cracking and they start busting, right? Right? and they start falling apart, very often you find out that the narcissist doesn't have a lot of confidence, right? But they want you to walk around with a lack of of confidence or low self-esteem. That goes right into the identity crisis. So the narcissist, they're going to make sure that you have, or they're going to influence the identity crisis, the voice. They don't want you to be vocal about how you're feeling, yet alone what you're thinking about anything. Just think about it. When it comes down to the narcissist hearing you out, isn't it often that they shut you down by making such comments or actually they gaslight? They gaslight in order to shut your voice down, getting you to what? Doubt your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own reality, yet alone your sanity. The parallel reality. This is something that often happens in a narcissist relationship. They're experiencing the relationship one way and you're experiencing it in another. When you picture a burning house, you're on one side. I want you to picture you on one side with your team of firemen and firewomen, right? You got the firing holes out and you're hosing it down to try to put that blaze out. On the other side, the narcissist has his or her team of arsonists. Everybody on their team is trying to keep the house ablazed, right? They have their matches, 
their lighters, their uh, the gas tanks, everything to keep that flame going, that fire. That, that you see, they, they're not interested in the house itself. What they're interested, what the narcissist is interested in, they are interested in keeping that house in a particular condition. So it's really not about the house itself. It's about the condition of the house. See, the narcissist cannot stay anywhere. This, I mean, you can picture that house as being the relationship. The narcissist will not stay at that house if they're not comfortable. A narcissist will always ask themselves, okay, I'll strike the word always. Very often, a narcissist will ask themselves what they can afford and what they cannot afford. They cannot afford to not be in control. They cannot afford to not be uh, the dominant one in the relationship. This goes right back to your having an identity crisis and a lack of voice. You have to be powerless in that house. So the narcissist will keep it ablaze, keep it nice and fiery the way they want it. And I don't mean I don't mean fiery in a good way, like passionate and all these wonderful things that we often like in our relationships, right? To ignite the relationship, to make it spicy. I'm not talking about that kind of fire. I'm talking about the fire that can consume, that can burn, and perhaps even be like a slow burn. The narcissist often will ask themselves what can they afford and what they cannot afford. So where are you? in that dynamic where are you in that type of interchange okay I'll get to the tools in a minute but first I just really want you to picture just take that picture in the house is on fire you're on one side trying to get it out and the narcissist is on the other side trying to keep it ablaze what's going on both of you are on each side of the house first of all take that in both of you are on opposite sides of the house your objectives or your goals or your the, your the, your desire to have an outcome they're not even on the same page they're not on you're not on the same vibe actually when it becomes when it comes down to the objective however on your side your goal is to what put the fire out because intuitively perhaps you understand and understand and understand what i just said the narcissist is trying to keep that house to their environment that they wanted, to the temperature that they wanted, in the condition that they wanted. And isn't it very funny how we often accommodate the narcissist? We often cosign shenanigans. Sometimes, you know, like I said, it's, it's often unconsciously. So don't beat yourself up for this. But I really want you to take that picture in for a second because I also want you to notice something about that picture. You're on one side, the narcissism is on the other. But what else is going on in that picture? I I don't want to say it too soon. But it's something that I think is quite profound. Once you take it in, just look at that, just hold it in your mind for a minute. Do you see it yet? Okay, I'll share it with you. This was a this was a revelation that I had quite some time ago when I was dealing with a narcissist relationship in particular. 
right? You're on one side of the house and they're on the other. But guess what? Both of you are going in 100 into that house. You're putting your all into it. The house represents the narcissist relationship. Now, since you're both putting your all into that house or that narcissist relationship to keep it in a way that is comfortable for you, guess what? The narcissist relationship will never change enough for there to be peace. Not going to happen. So in other words, here's the revelation. This is the big aha I really want you guys to get. No matter how much, and I'm not saying that you're not a person who can change things, but this is actually my point. You're so powerful to change things that you're going to have to realize when it's time to challenge yourself, to make a choice, to make a necessary change. Even when you see that this particular dynamic will not change. I hope that makes sense. Sometimes you just got to know when to <laughs> when to fold them. Not saying that you should fold and give up. No, but sometimes you just got to know when to say, ah, okay. I'm not going to win by continuing to beat this dead horse here. I'm going to have to go ahead and just say, okay, the way I'm going to win is going to go. I'm just going to have to stop playing this game with the narcissist. That's really what I want you guys to get. This is what I want you all to get. Now, when you're going in 100, both of you or all of you, see, it's not going to change. That dynamic will not change enough for there to be a positive change. It just is not going to happen. Putting all of your energy into that burning house is going to burn you out. Whereas the narcissist may not necessarily be burned out, but let's not make any mistake. They have energy too. You have an energy body. They have an energy body. But when when you're both going in to that house 100, this is another reason why no matter how you maneuver, you can move up, you can move down, you can move side to side. But guess what's happening? Both of you are locked in that energy of keeping that house in a condition that you want it. Therefore, nothing changes. Just picture, just put your two fists together like you're going head to head and start moving it up and down and side to side and all around. Guess what's happening? Those two fists are still together, aren't they? So it's not changing. No matter how you maneuver, the two fists are still together. Therefore, that dynamic has not changed. That is how the narcissist relationship tends to be. People can put all their energy into it, but it will not change. The narcissist, more than likely, will not change because they have objectives. Perhaps you will not change, or perhaps you're not ready to change, or perhaps you found out that you are changing. Therefore, you're going to have to go ahead and say, okay, I'm not going to play this game anymore because this is not going in my favor. 
this house is not comfortable anymore. See, this is a revelation. This was just a huge, profound revelation I had. And I didn't mean to be long-winded about it, but I really wanted you all to get it. Okay, I really wanted you all to see that because a lot of people miss that because their, you know, emotions are involved. You know, don't, I mean, I don't want you guys to uh, think that I didn't go through this. Of course I did. This is why I can bring it to you today. We get our emotions and our egos caught up in it. I know I did. There were times that I told myself, no, I got to stick to this relationship because I have a goal. See, I have an objective. And there was a little cognitive dissonance on my part, a little denial too. Because, you know, you want that relationship to be positive. But when you're dealing with a narcissistic relationship, sometimes that's just not going to happen. You have to accept that certain things are just not going to change. So when it comes down to the identity crisis and not having a voice, that's what that also does. That makes one a phantom of yesteryear. In other words, you're stuck in the past. You know, you're stuck, you're stagnant in the past. Perhaps you're becoming Nas, what is it? Nas, not, let me make sure I say this slowly. I don't know why I'm getting tongue-tied on this word. Nostalgic, that was it. <laughs> You can become nostalgic and become stuck in the past and remain in that relationship longer than you really need to be. So becoming a ghost or a phantom or perhaps dead in the past. When a person is dead in the past, they become a ghost and a phantom of yesteryear. So... You can't have an identity. You can't have a voice. It's impossible. So the narcissist is not going to go for that. Sometimes they will even use narcissistic rage tactics in order to keep you stagnant in the sunken place, whereas you may get this feeling that you're stuck in the past all the time. And it actually correlates with that parallel reality that I often like to talk about in my videos. The narcissist is experiencing the relationship one way and you're experiencing it in another. Sometimes they will pull a telekinesis, meaning that the narcissist sometimes will attempt to alter your sense of reality and your sense of time. Therefore, you may tend to have that identity crisis. You may have a lack of confidence in using your voice. You ever wonder why sometimes when you speak and, or you say something, it just really, it, it feels more authentic. It just makes it more real. It just, it's almost like you put a time stamp on it by speaking it, by speaking the truth. You ever wonder how that happens sometimes? But it does, doesn't it? Sometimes when you say something, it's like putting a time stamp on it. You're telling the truth about something. So when you're having that parallel reality and perhaps feeling like you're in a time zone because a narcissist is pulling a telekinesis, altering your sense of time, altering your sense of reality, well, that ties right into that, okay? Not having a voice, not having an identity in the narcissist relationship, being a phantom of yesteryear. It ties right into that. So the way 
the way you can break that feeling of parallel reality, like you're a phantom, a ghost of yesteryear, is to put a timestamp on something by using your voice. Using your voice is very powerful. That's tool number one. Become a person who is using their voice. Tell the truth about what's going on. This is not to suggest that you pick a fight with a narcissist. This is not to suggest that you force feed everyone about your experiences of narcissism. Absolutely not. Use your voice though. Practice using your voice, becoming more vocal about your experiences in life. Express what you have experienced. Your energy are your emotions, okay? Your emotions are your energy in motion. Just look at it like that. Your energy is supposed to move. Your energy body is supposed to be active at all times. Actually, it is. Even when you're sleeping, it's active. Okay? So, tool number one, practice becoming a little bit more vocal. Use your voice. Put a timestamp on this narcissist relationship. Put a timestamp on it. Meaning, start telling the truth about what you're actually experiencing. You know, take the time out. Journal if you have to. Sometimes that is a great way. I mean, you could take a tape recorder and just speak on it. Time stamp it. Let yourself see, okay, wait a minute. This house is still ablaze. I'm putting all my all, <laughs> you know, into getting this house, you know, calm, peaceful. But the narcissist is on the other side doing the opposite because it feeds him or her yeah it really does sometimes we got to take off the rose colored glasses and become vocal use our voices is very powerful put a time stamp on that and that will wipe out that sense of parallel reality and telekinesis that the narcissist is pulling as a tactic okay to gain control to keep the source applied They often do this. They don't care about being the center of your heart. It's about being the center of your mind because once they get you in your mind, they can pretty much get everything else. Remember, it starts in the mind, not the behind. Which leads me to tool number two. Give yourself, well, let me put it like this. Tool number two. Challenge yourself, right? To start making choices that will naturally bring about necessary change. Automatically, these changes will come about when you start to put one foot in front of the other and make certain choices that's going to be very good for you and beneficial for you for a change rather than trying to please the narcissist. Because we often co-sign shenanigans. Why? Because we want peace in the relationship. So sometimes we go along to get along with the narcissist. Don't beat yourself up for that. This is a common experience. Narcissists are often emotional bullies. Okay? They, They often are. So how is that your fault? It's not. So make sure not only are you becoming more vocal, tool number one, but in tool number two, you're also combining see all these all three of these tools are going to relate okay they're going to relate so 
In a nutshell, all three of these tools that I'm sharing with you, they're going to help you to regain your voice or give you the confidence to use your voice and to begin to see who you really are rather than playing along with the narcissist, who the narcissist says you are. They're not even investing in the relationship enough to find out who anyone else is. See, they have false images. Remember that. They have false images that they're loyal to. So they will tell themselves who they think you are in order to continue to get the source supply. So let me just move on for the sake of time. Tool number three. Make sure that you are taking time out to incorporate a healthier lifestyle. Now, I'm, I know I may sound like I'm trying to tell you what to do. But when you start to make like tool number two, when you start challenging yourself to make choices that will bring about necessary change, guess what? And tool number three is going to become natural to you to start taking better care of yourself, especially your mental health. Very important. Have a support base. A support base is not just going to a support group or going to a counselor. These things I advocate, of course, being that I've done these things, right? So a support base, you can keep building on that by doing things that you like to do. What are some of the things that you used to like to do? Art, perhaps. Traveling? What is it? Are you very creative? Innovative? So start delving into or diving into creating projects. Maybe you want to do a memoir, okay? Maybe you want to maybe you want to start playing music. Maybe you want to learn something new. Go ahead, do that. All of these things will help you to create new energy, therefore creating new memories that will help you release heavy energy from the narcissist relationship or that was that was accrued by the narcissist relationship. A narcissist relationship is very heavy. Why would you want to continue to carry that around, right? So all three of these tools, I certainly hope they have uh, helped you to gain some clarity about certain things, right? Especially to see that you are worth a great life. You have greatness in you. you I mean, really, you do. The narcissist doesn't want you to know that, of course. Nobody is, you know, according to the narcissist, no one can outshine him or her, right? But you're a luminous star. You've been through a lot of dark things, but you continue to get your glow on. That's what luminous star is all about. When things get dark, you just keep glowing. Get your glow up, get your glow on. So as you level up, the narcissist has to shut up. Think about it. I'm Cassandra, and I certainly hope you have enjoyed this episode on the Luminous Star Podcast. And until until next time, (laughs) take care of yourself and stay tuned for more.